0: Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here. It's time for our podcast and I hope that you are prepared to have a beautiful weekend. Uh, On this Friday, uh, I learned from Miss Judy that her her school's closed, so she's off today. Looking forward to a long weekend. And I'm sure others are doing the same thing. Perhaps even some are going to go to work this morning and then leave around noon, which is sometimes the way it works out, but... uh, Anyway, it's exciting, isn't it, that we get to celebrate the independence of our nation, the good old United States of America. So I just challenge you to have a safe weekend uh, and be careful with those fireworks, (laughs) especially around children and animals. And don't forget, uh, your little doggies may not like the sound of all those things, so you might want to protect them as well. Uh, A lot of things we have to sacrifice in life, isn't it? Uh, A lot of our privileges sometimes are challenged, especially during these quarantine times, so to speak. Uh, We have to put away some of the uh, privileges that we've had before. Come and go as you please, do as you please, because we have to be uh, even more considerate of others. Not that we shouldn't be anyway. But today I want to just talk about, can you give up your privileges to have God's will done in your life? You know, when we look at the scripture and look at our Savior, the sweet Lamb of God, our Lord Jesus, Jesus was a man of destiny. Uh, He has a mission. And because of that mission to which he was called, he was willing to surrender his former glory that he had before the creation and making himself dependent on the Father and then go to the cross. He had to humble himself to, first of all, become a human being. Uh, The Word made flesh. Uh, Emmanuel, God with us, uh, born of that virgin, in that virgin womb, amen, was the Son of Man, Son of God. He came on earth as a man. And because he was a man, he would no longer be omnipresent, omniscient, or even omnipotent so all this and the glory of divinity the lord jesus would voluntarily lay down for this appointed time in fact the uh, philippians reminds us in chapter 2 verse 7 that he emptied himself and as a newborn baby of course he did all he didn't know all the things that he would know he would learn them even as a boy As a boy, he would begin to comprehend, and as a child, he continued to grow and became strong. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 that he was increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, I want you to think about this carefully. Amen? Because the truth of the matter is, this is the case of Christ. Jesus prepared himself for his ministry before and after his baptism. And he did so with fasting and prayer. If you recall, he was in the desert fasting and praying because he was determined to have his father's will and to know it and have it revealed in the full scope of the cup that he would drink, the destiny to which he was called and the mission to which he was sent to accomplish. So when Jesus read the scriptures, how did it speak to him? It spoke to him as a man. And he looked to the Lord, his Father God, and the Holy Spirit to interpret them to him. And the Bible says in, in Isaiah that the scroll of the prophet was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. And what did he say? He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor He sent me to proclaim deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the lord's favor so here is the lord jesus christ our ultimate example and with jesus as our example we too i'm talking about you i'm talking about me we can learn the process of knowing god and the father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And this comes through a process, my friends, of emptying your self-will and resisting the temptation of depending on your own human strength. It's not, it's not by your own human strength or your intelligence or your wit or your charm. No, it doesn't come that way. In fact, that's what we're tempted to do is to lean on our own understanding. Here's what the Bible says. When you and I are surrendering, this permits our Father to reveal Christ to us, and not just Christ, the power of His resurrection. And then by trusting in Him, we discover the strength in Christ and the victory over our weaknesses. Amen. When I am weak, He is strong, and that's where my strength comes from. And this begins only, listen to me now, this begins only with our individual repentance and our personal humility before the Heavenly Father with our confession of Christ as our Savior and then continues so as we yield our lives to Him while at the same time being renewed in our minds through the Scripture. And this will cause our growth amen we will grow and mature and while we grow the word of god and his grace is continually giving us an understanding of god's power and it does so by the testing of our faith and we're given a right perspective of our weaknesses and his strength this is such a beautiful truth my friends i just want you to muse and meditate on that today but i want you to also listen carefully our victory through weakness doesn't occur just by mere head knowledge. Because scripture is living, my word is life and spirit, Jesus said. Scripture is alive, and because it's alive, it possesses power. It says in Hebrews 4:12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than a sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. And it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires can you say amen praise the lamb of god well when jesus said i'm the vine and you're the branches what a powerful illustration that was he said in john 15 five, remain in me he said and i will remain in you just as no branch can bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Listen now, the one, the individual, the person who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. This is a revelation, my friend. The revelation and the power of his word, which is being revealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is my comfort, he said, and consolation in my affliction, that your word has revived me and given me life. Psalms 119. Oh, my friends, capture all these thoughts today. God designed his word to do a work in our lives. So rejoice in Christ when that mountain looks insurmountable. Lift up your voices in praise to him when the suffering seems unbearable. The Bible says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. My friends, when you look at the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in our lives, you'll understand that God has allowed our weakness to occur, to draw us to Him, that we might look to Him and receive His strength. So don't give up. Don't give up when you feel down. For where your power ends, the grace of God begins. Somebody shout Amen. Where your power ends, the grace of God begins. He becomes our strength when we remain in him, and his word remains in us. Just like the old hymn says, just a closer walk with thee reminds me, I am weak, but thou art strong. So, for the sake of Christ, first second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse ten that I am content with weaknesses, I am content with insults and hardships and persecutions and calamities, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen, if you're aware of your weaknesses and you are also humble and receive grace, then you become steady in God, for His strength is made perfect in weakness. And remember, what killed Jesus, my friend, was not the nails in His hand or the crown of thorns on His head or even the cross, what killed Jesus was him giving up his life for you. He had all the power. He could have called legions of angels to pull him off the Christ. But the Bible says he gave up the ghost. And when Jesus gave up his life for those he loved and resisted what he could have done, he surrendered, glorified, he said, surrendered, glorified God the Father. He surrendered to death and glorified God the Father. So... We have to have, have that same attitude. Amen? Just like he did. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. But instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. And what did God do? God elevated him to the place of highest honor And gave him a name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, under the earth. And every tongue shall declare that Jesus Christ is God to the glory of the Father. Come on, somebody. Shout and praise the Lord today. Because we have a great victory in Christ Jesus. You know, this weekend we're celebrating our victory of independence. Well, in Christ we can celebrate the victory of dependence that we're dependent on the Lord, that we need the Lord, that we look to Him and trust Him. And that's where we find our liberty. Our liberty is steadfast in the fact that we are joined to the Lord and we have a oneness with God through Christ Jesus. And we have, listen to me, we've been given great provisions because of our relationship to Christ. And this is the truth, a great blessing, a great reward. So today rejoice, and again I say rejoice, for we have found the victory. We've been made more than conquerors, but overcomers, glory to God. Can anybody say amen out there? So, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the weekend. Keep all my friends safe as they travel about going to different places to celebrate this uh, national holiday and be with them as they go and be with old Brother Johnny here today and Miss Judy our family and children, and we thank you for that. Thank you for this mission you've given us to share this word each and every day with, by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.